You know what that sound means. Welcome back to Just a Dip Off, the NBA podcast that is heavily invested in the NBA preseason. You know you got a problem when you're betting on preseason games. I haven't watched a single game. Here's your sign. Really? No, I it's haven't. I, I get it. I get it. It's garbage. I, and, it, it really it's, and we were at football the regular season. You know, I don't know. Hey, man, I was at a Tuesday night. I saw the Lakers-Warriors game, and that wasn't terrible, terrible. The the preceding game before that, Warrior or uh, Wizards-Raptors, now that was terrible. <laughs> that was rough. Uh, I didn't know who half the players were. And right, like, for us, like I'm not to toot our own horns, I'm pretty sure we could name just about everybody on every roster. I'm looking at guys. I would like, say what what what, what, what is there? Fifteen guys on the roster plus two two way players. I bet we can name ten of the fifteen players on every roster. Yeah, yeah. Because some of them are down there, and you're like, who is that guy? <laughs> yeah, or just some guy they signed. To. Here's some guy we picked up from Serbia, who's you, you know I just I don't know. This. Yeah. But we're coming to you with uh, a little uh, interesting news that came up just a couple hours ago here, um, that there is no fixed timeline on the Zion Williamson return. It was reported no seven, fixed. no fixed time. So there's no time. We're talking about he's ready for preseason. Right? He'll be ready well, for preseason. Se- yeah. Seventeen days ago, the news broke that they that he had foot surgery in the off season and that they expect him available for the opener. And then there was a very murky comment that said, oh, we're just going to get some scans of the foot again now. I'm just going to check it out. And now there's no fixed time. Now there is no fixed timeline. Quote, unquote. Quote, unquote. (laughs) From the president of basketball operations. So we're going to be on top of Ben Simmons list and Kyrie Irving list. We will be Zion Williamson list to start the season on Tuesday. That's going to be interesting. So... Who knows how long he's going to be out, but this is kind of a a theme theme now with with Zion. You know, he had that one injury at Duke, but a number of injuries. A number of injuries now in the NBA. Play the first half last season. He missed. He ended ended the season not playing. Yeah, it's. Um, and now again, and I think, you know, what everyone points to, and it really is kind of, you know, you can't overlook it, is the fact that he's 284 pounds at 6'7", and he is this explosive. That's a lot of wear and tear on the joints. I mean, when you he, so he's 6'7", he plays, the, he plays power forward. But he doesn't play like a power forward. No. He plays downhill, and that's that's a lot of weight to be throwing downhill. And I, I know that was a concern when he first got drafted, when he came in a little overweight after college, was are we concerned about Zion Williamson's weight? And now this is the third season in a row we've had injury issues. That was so, he played 24 games his first year, and then 61 out of the possible 72. So he played most... He was an all-star, too, last year, which is kind of interesting. I don't know. But. Yeah, so, you know, is you know, is this going to be a chronic problem for Zion Williamson? And what do the Pelicans do about it, who I've probably, up to this point, you think, underachieved? He's I mean, 20, yes, I mean, 20. yes, he's 20, and yes, this team is young, but when you had, like, Brandon Ingram coming off the year he did, and you've got all some solid role players, you got a lot of, I mean, it's a very young team. But I think our expectations were higher. 
for what the what the Pelicans have done. So we'll kind of talk about Zion and his injury issues and the Pelicans as a whole. So I don't know. I just I feel like the Pelicans should be farther along than they are. But am I wrong in saying that given how young the team is? Uh, okay, so let's. Do we really think that the Pelicans are going to be a contender this year? No. No. Do we think the Pelicans will be playing for a playing spot, i.e. within the top ten? I think they should be. That would be ideal, right? You know, you've got a couple years under the belts of your veteran players, uh, Brandon Ingram and who else? Who else is their their veteran players? Brandon Uh, Ingram. Valanciunas. Yo, oh, that's right. They did bring in Jonas. Jonas you know, I, that is I a just, win-now move yeah. to me. I, I just think this team is better than 10 games under 500, which is what they were last year. And With I, or without Zion? With. With. Without, I, yeah, no. Without, I've got Let's no assume, confidence in this team I, without. I, you know, assume the worst, hope for the best. Zion's out for half the season. A foot so, injury, you never know. It takes a while. I mean, I think T.J. Warren... Hurt his foot back in True. January. We he's still not ready to yeah. come back. My goodness. Um, was it? Yeah. Was it? Was it a foot injury? Yeah. TJ Warren hurt his foot. Although TJ Warren's not the best example. He's always taken longer to come back from injuries. He had a back injury, he had a hand injury at one point that took extended time for him to come back. But it's not a guarantee that people heal the same way. So a foot. This is also not the first foot injury he's had. It's not looking great for a long-term thing. It, what may it, it may end up being is kind of a Nets last season. You had uh, a really strong core group of guys who were all superstars, but you really only got to see them play with each other seven times in the regular season. That's not a lot. I, if they're going to have Zion Williamson for the long haul and expect to get good value and production out of him, he's. I think they're going to have to really either scale back is his body type figure out how to get him to a uh, a weight and that doesn't you know put that much stress on his joints or you're gonna have to accept that he may not be available for a large portion of your season now this could also be overreactions to the pelicans just not being forthcoming with information about this injury this may be nothing but it comes down to clarity and openness which Again, from a basketball perspective, it doesn't make sense. But from a money, like a business perspective, it really does. Like, come on. They're, are they really going to go three weeks before the, the uh, season opener and say, oh, yeah, our star player that everyone come, wants to come and see? Yeah, he's not going to be ready. He'll be three out Three for... weeks? Try oh, less than a week. Yeah. They was... just said this, like, today or yesterday. Right, but three weeks ago is when we found out that. Yeah, That's yeah, true. That's true. That he had surgery. Surgery in the offseason, which <sighs> maybe they were just trying to you know, give something for the talking heads and us to talk about leading up to it. But it's, I mean, it's kind of like the Michael Thomas situation, right? Yeah. Like, it's like what's going on? Why, why, why did we wait till halfway through the summer to have surgery? You know, why weren't we more clear about any of this? That we did end up finding out was because Michael Thomas and Sean Payton don't really have the best relationship. And it's a very much True. a Scottie Pippen. I didn't respect the way that they treated me, so I'm going to have fun in my offseason and then get surgery right before the season starts. True. And then, you know, work my way back into it. He's got this, you know. So, now, what, you know, do the Pelicans, should they be worried about Zion Williams and doing the same thing? There's a lot of talk of him, like, not accepting the rookie extension. 
which would be like the first big star to not accept his rookie extension in forever. Not the type of guy. Yeah. Not that type of guy. So you think he'll ex- sign the rookie extension no matter what? Not no matter what. Let's not put absolutes onto it, but it's going to be a story until it happens. And I think that itself is going to kind of pressure things. My question would be, I guess I'm not – the Pels would be dumb not to extend it to him, right? Full well, I, they're going to give it to him. The question would be – Okay, so that's a guarantee. No matter oh, what yeah, happens. He, if he doesn't play this whole season, he would still oh, get the max. He's – yes. They're going to give it to him. I think the question's more on if they mishandle one of these injury situations wrong, does Zion Williamson have some ha- apprehension about signing that? Because, I mean, he could go to the free, mar- like the free market and still make a ton of money, but, you know – you get that max offer from that team you're with. I think the Pelicans will give it to him no matter what. At this point, like, look at how much you have invested into this guy. Um, so I, I, I think he'll get it no matter what. Yeah, but it's will he sign it in New Orleans? Uh, that's probably. I just don't see him not signing it. Again, I don't. I don't know the guy, so could very easily be like, no, man, I'm gonna go play with LeBron and AD on a. Freaking minimum contract. Okay, well, he's he's not. not. No, he's not. But okay, it, it it's something that I think is going to be a story until he signs it, just like Giannis was. And that yeah. was yeah. looking in retrospect. I was in People. question about why Giannis signed it that early because, from his perspective, the dude should have yeah. waited. Talk but, shows need something to talk about at seven in the morning. But you'll notice nobody asked about that contract the entire regular season, and so I think that. In and of itself is a good reason to sign it. As so it's a, it's a it's a story until there's nothing to be told about it. Right now, because it it can be a question, it's being a it's being questioned. Right. But until it isn't, no one cares anymore. All right. So <laughs> let's say Zion returns from the injury, misses three weeks of the season, misses the first ten games. Okay. Yeah. Could be likely. Who knows? Where are the Pelicans at in your mind? They're very young. They don't have a lot of veterans. It's a very young roster. Have what seemingly in the G League in the preseason is a lot of good young talent surrounding your two stars, Ingram and Zion. Yeah. I mean, at this point, like you're looking at Kyra Lewis Jr., you're looking at Nikia Walker-Alexander. Right, which one of those guys is going to step up and be the point guard? Or are they going to run this Zion Williamson point guard thing? Zion... Can you afford to do that though, with his injury history, to run him as run. <laughs> to, to run him as this explosive on the ball playmaker at his size? It's at some point, you know, you have to realize, okay, you know, we want this player to be part of our franchise for ten years, not two. So I, I think I think one of those point guards needs to get developed. You know, they were able to re-sign Josh Hart. I like that pick. He's just a solid oh, that was a great pick, three and D wing player. Um and I know the defense was a massive issue for this team. Mm. You know, Ingram was a good defender in L.A. Garbage. Now, well, Zion Williamson, good defender at Duke. Garbage when he came in the NBA. And may, maybe that's just the stigma of the NBA, but it's like, you know, you got to defend someone at some point. Also, putting in perspective, I will give Zion a pass on his defense, uh, coming in as a rook or even just, you know, not knowing full schemes how to do things the right way. Brandon Ingram, I'll say it's the uh, superstar mentality of I'm a scorer, so that helps me offset my defense. So everyone Trey Young, if you will. Yes. Um, which I I would argue with it with it if I could, but definitely 
it, like you can't ask them to do everything. You can. You're just going to be not really disappointed when they can't do everything. So I think they're, the big moves from the Pelicans were like, all right, we need to get somebody who can not only defend, but they can also stretch the floor. And that's where they brought in one of my favorite players. Jonas Vasilinoansas. Yeah. Jonas Vasilinoansas. Jonas Valanciunas. He, I think, is a good defender. I think he's got the ability to stretch the floor. It takes him, takes him a little while to get that shot off. But if you give him the time, he will make it. He's a, a consistent shooter like Miles Turner. Um, the problem, like you said, is going to be the guard play. Without Zion. They did bring in Devontae Graham. Yeah. Doesn't help their defensive end. No. But they because they lost Lonzo. They needed this, they they lost out on the sweepstakes for Lonzo. They lost that. Oh, well, not necessarily for Lonzo. They cleared cap for Kyle, Kyle Lowry or to resign Lonzo. Or to resign Lonzo, two, and they struck out on both and ended up with Devonte Graham. Money saving uh, opportunity. <laughs> not quite what I would have done. Okay, so right now your starting lineup for this team would most likely be Devonte Graham at the one. You'd probably put Brandon. I'm going to come back to the two. Brandon Ingram at the three. Zion Williamson at the four. Uh, Jonas Valanciunas at the five. I'd say that Nikhil is better Alexander spacing. Walker goes the one. Devonte Graham goes the two. That's what I. Okay, think. so you think Graham at the two? Do you Walker Alexander, or yeah. do you think they go with the younger guy and go with Kyra Lewis Jr.? See, again, going back to the or same. Do, or, or does Josh Hart start? Or would they rather him off the bench? He was a bench player last year. I think he'll still be a bench player. Bench player? Yeah. He's a great bench player. You also have Thomas Sadaransky on this team, so he could be the one. And then Graham will be the two. I guess, yeah. They could run him there. The Bulls ran him at the one, and the Wizards kind of ran him at the backup one. So I I don't don't know. He's got the experience. They'll have to play around with it, especially when Zion's not playing. So they're going to have some some flexibility. (laughs) This This is comical. All right, here we go. I'm going to run down the ages of this team. 23, 23, 26, 26, 21, 27, 25, 24, 23, 20, 22, 23, 21, 31, 29, 35, 29, 21. Garrett Temple is the oldest player on this team at 35. Okay. But there are a lot of young guys on this team. So do we need to temper our expectations, especially since... Lonzo is no longer on this team, and you kind of have a question at point guard because Devontae Graham's not really a true point guard. Is you know question marks on him, and you have two young guards that are at this point, with the exception of the G League, unproven or summer league unproven. Summer league unproven. They they're gonna have to run it out there as if this is a a wash of a season. I think a lot of teams who are not who are with not, a new coach, right? With a new coach. And a new coach. With with a new coach, with players who are new to the system. I think it's a good overhaul on what they did do or what they could do. The guard play, mm, it's gonna be a little bit interesting until they get their, their star player back. But I'm not counting them out from the ten seed so far. It, they've got a lot of all stars. I guess I shouldn't say that. They've got a lot of all-star potential, and we'll see if it uh, if their new coach can put it in place. I really don't have a lot of experience or know much about him, but I think um, 
he's going to have to resonate with them and get them going in the same direction because what happened before did not work. And everyone questioned, why the hell are they bringing in Van Gundy? Defense, I guess. But they could do one, but then not the other. They could be defenders and then suck on offense. And they could create on offense and then just suck on defense. But they couldn't do it together. So is the reason why it worked for Thibodeau in New York because it was more of a veteran-led team? Obviously, you still have... That's a big part of it. Obviously, you still had the younger players like Knox and Toppin and Quickly and Barrett. But, you know, you also had Randall and Rose and Gibson. And honestly, you had a lot of the people who have played with Tom Thibodeau to kind of instill that the system. culture. The culture. That's like versus Van Gundy was what on like being an an, an analyst yeah. on a halftime show I think before this yep. and hadn't coached since he what coached the Pistons yep. uh, Pistons yeah yeah so the guy was I I can see where they were going like oh Steve Van Gundy he is defense let's we need that and do you well, think they bit on a familiar name yeah they could be that as well um, what's going to be problematic for this team is they don't necessarily have an identity. And that you have to build with time. You can't just force feed that into something and then everybody just go along with it. Everybody's coming in, especially with all these new players or pre-existing players from past regimes. Everyone's going to have the way they think they're supposed to play, and it's the coach's job to get them all moving in the same direction. So he's got a task. He's got a challenge. But uh, the expectations on this on this team – like. I think they have as best of a chance, or they're, uh, let me say this, I think they're in a similar position as the Rockets. The Rockets are in a younger spot, they have less proven players, but essentially I feel like the Rockets have just as much of a chance to make the 10th seed as the Pelicans do right now. It shouldn't be that way, right? They've got Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson, why would they, they've got Jonas Valanciunas, why the hell would they not be at least an 8th seed? It's because none of them have played with each other for more than 10 games, or some of them not at all. And then they also have a new coach who probably will run them in a different scheme than what they're used to. So it's not weird to think that this team might even get worse before it gets better. All right, so where do you see them then? So, I mean, I I agree. You you look at their roster, and it's like, man, you know, you've got – you, you look at look at the honestly, I'm in the West as a whole, and you've got the, you got the big dogs. Understandable, you've got the big dogs. You've got Golden State and and Phoenix and Utah and Denver and LA and the LA teams. They're kind of up there, but then you look at like New Orleans, Oklahoma City, Houston. I would put San Antonio, Memphis, um, Minnesota, and Sacramento are all. Kind of in the same boat, yeah. Where rebuilding. it's like it, they're rebuilding, but you're also like, well, someone's got to get a spot. And then someone's going to get someone's going to get. You think it's who wants? I got it's that nine and ten at the last at the end of last season. You would I saw teams literally tank their way out of the eight seed because they're like, this isn't worth it. We're literally going to go into the, the Pacers. The Pacers were like, dude, I don't want to be here right now. We are not ready for the playoffs. We do not need to embarrass ourselves. And they basically tanked their way out. Um, it gave opportunity to uh, the Wizards to get in, and props to Russell Westbrook bringing that team up. But what was it for? What was it for? It wasn't for anything. They got literally almost swept. Or, no, they did. Didn't they? Four? Didn't no, they? they won a game. They won a game. So Gentlemen's sweep. But gentlemen's sweep. But um, it's going to be, okay, let's try hard coming out the gate, figure out what kind of team we are, 
figure out if that team has any viability in this league or in this uh, conference. And then, you know, maybe take it from there. If it comes around after the trade deadline, all-star break, they're like, guys, we are, we're not looking good. This isn't going to be a, there's too many holes in the offense. The, the defense is shaky, not, not really there yet. Let's, let's not necessarily pack it in, so to speak, but let's get another draft pick. They've got plenty of them. They have a shitload of draft picks. I think we forget about that sometimes. True. But, um, yeah, no, that's kind of my, my projection. I think they, if they go even above 500 without Zion, or even 500 with Zion, and then by the time he comes back, let's hope that's before Christmas, and let's say around the trade deadline or even the all-star break, they are in the eight seed or maybe even the seven seed. I can see this team, you know, really putting it out there. That's the ceiling, I think, for them right now is a seven seed. But in a playoff series, if they get the right matchup, who knows? All right, so realistic, probably fighting for the 10 yeah. spot, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, at best. At the best, I'm saying at, seven seed. At, at best, so at best seven outright or at best seven seed after the play-in? Seven seed outright. Okay. Gotcha. So we're looking at being in that fighting for the playoff range. All right, we'll see. And it might, you know, what the players yeah, is how well they'll do in that. Yeah, it might. Yeah, it might all depend on. Because honestly, without Zion, I don't really see this team winning a lot of games early. Uh, okay, that is the other thing. Zion has been an integral part of this team ever since he joined. But they've also played Even without, without him. having him. It's been, okay, what are we doing until Zion gets back? All right, intermediary, intermediary, intermediary. Always with the intent that he's coming back. If they get past, can we play without him and be good? Then putting him in should not make us worse, right? Sure. I feel like that if the Pelicans uh, head coach can get that in his mind, let's play without him, and then to have him as the, the gravy on top to a good thing, let's do it. But that's that'll be up to him. Well, we'll see what happens. We got, oh man, we are close. We are closing in. Tasty. Got uh, a couple good early early matchups. I think it's um, you know, Lakers, Suns, and Bucks Nets is the uh, are the season openers. Oh boy! This year, I know it's Bucks Nets. I forget what exactly the um, the other one is, but it's two games on Tuesday and then Wednesday. Here comes the full slate. Release the Yes, it, it will be all out. And I can't wait. Final preseason games are finishing up today and tomorrow. But Tuesday comes. All right, let's you know, let's All right, let's pick let's pick pick them here. It's we'll we'll, pick them. All right, Warriors Lakers Bucks Nets are the first two are your opening game matchups. Who do you like? Ah, I love everything about this. Oh man, I love that. Okay. Um, the Lakers have surprisingly not been great on the opening nights, especially in the last two years, three years with LeBron. Um, I guess the Warriors. Because they the really Warriors. didn't. I'll so be interested in to see how Clay plays. In the preseason, he's not playing. What are you talking about? Clay's out. He's not starting the season now? No, dude. No, he's, he's still he's, out. He's not going to be out until maybe January. So he's going to, well over a year. Yeah. Because he tore the AC. Oh, no, he tore, no, he tore it in. So he tore the ACL in the finals, and then... Came he, back, draft night, tore his ACL, or his uh, Achilles. 
I, 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 the t- I get forget the, the old taunt, Clay, taunt, Clay Thompson. Yeah, I always forget the timeline of it when exactly. Where's Boogie? This happened. Uh, yes, I think so. Interesting. So yeah, so we had the ACL in the finals. Um, and then after missing the entire season, so he suffered an Achilles in an off-season workout. So we, we we don't know when he's going to be back. It'll be sometime this season. He took some shots at pregame in March. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah, no, it's I'm still giving it to the Warriors because preseason did taint my uh, my view of the Lakers because they they are struggling. Well, a lot of turnovers, guys. A lot, a lot of turnovers, a lot of turnovers. missed shots, and you know we'll see how it goes. I mean, it, it's it's a long season, and I feel like with a team like the Lakers with that star power, you just need to be one of the eight. Yeah. That is... One seed, two seed, four seed, don't matter what seed. Well, yeah, because, I mean, I mean, we can argue, like, oh, who they match up well against, but, I mean, when it's LeBron and AD and Russ, it's the matchup doesn't be as big of a factor. If you're more like the Jazz, I think matchup is a big factor because you're so one-dimensional with, that, with Rudy Gobert. But with AD being able to be space and LeBron and everything he is... I don't think it matters that much. So I think they just got to be one of the eight. And one of the eight last year was 500 ball. So the, uh, the next Bucks, uh, Nets. Nets, Bucks, little rematch. Also going to be freaking awesome. Great job, NBA, for putting that on the yeah. opening night. Yeah, so good. I, I, it would have been cool to see a, a finals rematch game one. But uh, it just, that's not their style. That's, yeah. uh, that's, yeah. Uh, I mean, I haven't, again, I haven't really watched a lot of preseason ball. I know, Giannis, I know Giannis has only played like one game of it. One game. I know Holiday and Middleton have only been played two games of it. They played a lot of the young guys. I would assume it was the exact same for the Nets, so I don't really know much about this other than I I'd love the Bucks to win. I think it's at Brooklyn. At Brooklyn? So you know you're not going to see Kyrie. Um, you're not going to see Kyrie. I would take an over-under on how many times they mentioned Kyrie not being there. That that's be true. Fun. That's true. They're, they're <laughs> going to they're gonna be doing the whole free-throw shot clock thing for sure. Yeah. They're gonna, they're, it, I, I, I think that building is going to be in playoff form. I hope so. Unless, unless there is some sort of issue, like, mandate about how many players, like, how many fans will have in that building, which I haven't heard any issue, like, yeah. Any issues with any teams about that? Um, but I think so. The Bucks are pretty much running it back. Um, I would still, I think, give it to the Bucks are running it back, and I think the Nets are improved. Improved without their. Well, I mean, they don't have Kyrie, but from the last time they played, obviously they're improved. But as a whole, I think some of the pieces they brought in will work. Are, are, okay. are, are better. They, I think the pieces they brought in filled in the holes, so the team's a little more well-rounded. Like they don't have a true. They point. don't have their Kevin Durant stopper anymore. The, the Bucks. PJ Tucker. <laughs> there isn't a Kevin Durant stopper. Let's be honest. That, you can only hope to contain him. That, that, that is the. <laughs> um, so, but I mean, I like Patty Mills coming off that bench role. Um, I think. You're just rotating Aldridge, Millsap, and Blake Griffin, and all right, you get five minutes. Fight you like they're ta- it's a tag team. <laughs> it's a triple threat tag team matchup between those guys. They're tagging every five minutes because they're getting too tired to run up and down the floor. Blake's but, you coughing know. up a lung. Marcus, get in there. <laughs> Marcus is having heart palpitations. <laughs> I'd still all right. Yeah, I'll give it to the Nets. 
Are you going to go against your Bucks? Nah, we'll take them. Nah. You, you got to take them. Coming <laughs> off the shit, you have to. But I do think that the Nets are... You put a little $1.69 bet on that one? Yeah, we can. All right. Yeah. All right. I got the Nets. You got the Bucks. Money line. All right. Word up. Sounds good. A gentleman's agreement. Huzzah! <laughs> All right. And on that note, we'll catch you guys next time. Peace.